0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend,
1: Kenzie Ferguson of the Empowerment Studio. She is incredible. I think you guys are going to feel her light, beautiful, amazing energy, even through just listening to this episode and listening to her voice throughout this interview, we are getting kind of woo-woo today, and I like it.
0: Yeah. So we're talking a little bit about her manifesting of her physical space, as well as a reading she did recently with a, what did she call it? A birth chart. So we talk about that and then we like segue into empowerment and what that can look like for women and how we can just be better people. And it's a very chill, like, laid back on the couch kind of conversation. So listen to this at the end of the day, just like chill out and enjoy. I think you'll really like Kenzie. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Strategy Hour
1: podcast. We have a very special episode today because we actually have our guest in my office, my studio, my rec- my beautiful recording sound studio that's perfect and soundproof and everything. And I did not spend 17 minutes digging headphones, looking for headphones this morning. It's fine. But today we have our amazing friend, Kinsey. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) We're super excited to have you here. We should have messaged Abby so she could join us in person so we could just maybe sit on the couch and like chill out because I feel like that's what this episode is going to turn into because today we're getting like super comfy and super woo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thrown on this topic. I I didn't even know what we were talking about today. So it'll be interesting. That's not to be surprised. Like if you know Kinsey at all. She's a little spontaneous.
1: I am a little spontaneous. Yeah. Well, and I love... So last night, here's how the conversation like came to be and how we were like, actually, this is what we're going to talk about today. So yesterday was Kinsey's birthday. Happy Yay. birthday. Thanks. And you guys, you had some people over. We did wine. We did taco night. And so wine led into, oh my gosh, let's talk about Woo stuff a little bit. And we, I feel like every time we've talked about Woo stuff, it's been... All three of us, but it's been from a space of like, I want to believe in all of it, but I'm not sure that I do. But then sometimes these like, ridiculous things align and happen and shift in our business. And so I think we're all kind of on the terms of like, is it the universe? Is it crystals? Is it this reading that I got? Is it just because I worked my ass off and made that happen? And I feel like we can all kind of come to accept that it's a little bit of all of those things. And so you recently have done some amazing manifesting in your own business and helping even your father-in-law do the same thing in his or your stepdad, someone, your stepdad. stepdad. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about you even had a reading done yesterday for your birthday. And some of those things kind of shown some light in your business and in your life and might help guide you into making some different decisions and feeling differently about things. So I want to talk about first the mega thing that you actually physically manifested in your life. What is it? And how did you make that happen? Well, so I'm a
2: boudoir photographer, and I have a studio here in Kansas City. But for a long time, I've been kind of searching for what that dream space would be. You know, I've had a lot of different neat spaces in the past, but all of them have felt like almost Mm -hmm. it's almost the right space or this is almost all of the things that I'm looking for. And each space has had different combinations of those things, but none of the spaces that I've been in have been everything that I wanted. So what happened is I was kind of, I took a step back and I was looking at my life and I thought, okay, I want to work towards finding this dream space, making this thing happen. But I didn't really know how I was going to do that my list of things that I wanted was a little bit too odd to put all together into one physical space, which is why I think I hadn't found it yet. Because I was like, well, this probably doesn't exist. My business is very homey. It's very cozy. I feel really connected and personal with my clients. And so I really like a home type of environment, but I didn't want it to be in my home. So finding a perfect space that was a home and also had the gorgeous light that I need and this entire other list of things, it just felt like it was too complicated. So I actually took a step back and this was, um, I don't know, probably a year ago now. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to settle in a space that is low cost and kind of do some work between now and then to like get this space to be able to exist. Mm -hmm. So I, I really cut my expenses. I started saving up in my business because I figured when I did find my dream space, it was going to cost some money and there was going to want to jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on it. And then there's also upfront costs and, and decorating it and all of these things. So I figured, okay, I'm going to step back so I can start to prepare, start to lay the groundwork for this space to exist. Fast forward to June, and I actually decided to take a pretty intense step back from some of my client-facing work for a few months so I could regroup, so I could get some systems put in place, and also so I could get set up in this new studio. The funny thing is, I made the plan to take these three months majorly pulled back from client-facing work so that I could set up the studio without having a studio already. There was no studio that existed. <laughs> no studio existed. I mean, I had my studio that was my my space in person, but I didn't have my dream space yet. And and I actually went through my notebook and I I was planning out those next 3 months as well as kind of the rest of 2018 into 2019. And I wrote, you know, June, July, August and I I wrote out what I was going to accomplish in each of the months. And in September, I wrote find new studio space and move into it. And start the process of, of doing that. That was like my big, I went to France and I was going to move into my studio. Those were my two things. And I wrote this in June. The studio did not exist yet, but I, I wrote it down. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to write this down, that I'm moving into the new studio, I should write down what I want in this space because I keep not finding it. But am I really clear enough? Mm-hmm. Like, do I know what I'm looking for? And I made this entire one page list. And it literally said things like, you know, I want a four bedroom house. I want gorgeous light everywhere. I want it to be in a safe neighborhood. I want it to be. I want it to feel residential, but be in a commercial zone. I want it to have gorgeous hardwood floors. I want it to be walking distance from my home. Do you see why I do not have this space? (laughs) I was like, as I was reading this list over, I was like, well, that's why I haven't found it yet. (laughs) Because I'm like these these things do not exist. But anyway, so I wrote this list down and kind of went about my life, and I took my months off, and I went to France, and all of these things. Well. I had written that list in June, and then in July, I was visiting my mom, and this is where my stepdad's story comes into the picture picture. <laughs> there it is. So I was visiting my mom, and there was a full moon. And my stepdad and I went out and we, were, we just noticed how beautiful the moon was, and I was like, "Listen. I think this moon is extra powerful tonight. Listen, I'm going to get real weird for a second. (laughs) You know, my stepdad bless his heart is just like, not he's amazing, but he's not like woo at all. Um, I mean, he's kind of learning it via my mom, but (laughs) you know, this is all kind of new territory to him. And so I was like, we need to set some intentions. The moon is listening. We need to tell her what we want. And he's like, What our intention, you know, like literally I was like, okay, so we just need to get really clear on what we want and you have to be specific and you need to talk to the moon and say what you want and what you need. And so he said, you know, what do you want? What do you need? And I said, I am ready. You know, I'm ready for my space. I, my, my word of 2018 has been space. I've been really mindful of creating my physical spaces and purging and getting rid of things and like creating more space in my life, more space in my calendar. But I really wanted to, I was like, I've done that. I've been working really hard on that. Now I'm ready for my next physical space. I'm ready for my studio. And he said, what do you want in this studio? And I gave him the list. Well, I didn't give him the list. I gave the moon the list. Mm-hmm. And I said all of these things out loud. And then sidebar, the other really cool thing that happened is the thing he wanted was a new job. And that has already happened in the three months since then as well. Really cool, powerful <laughs> evening. So I said this list out loud of the studio. And I was like, this is what I want. I want the hardwood floors and I want the four bedrooms. and Well, I go down to bed and I'm doing my like bedtime Facebook scroll, and up pops a post from my neighborhood Facebook group that had been posted on Tuesday, but I only just then saw it. That was for a three-bedroom house with gorgeous hardwood floors and a chandelier eight blocks from my house you know, all of these things. And it was like, I was looking at, I was like, oh, man, Moon, I asked for a four bedroom house, but okay. Nice try. I like we'll this see. Will be close. <laughs> and so I made a note to call the people the next day and I did. And we ended up speaking for an hour on the phone. And he was like, he was like, he, he told me all about the history of the house and, and all of these things. And I explained about my business. Cause I was like, it's a little bit unconventional. I know mm-hmm. that you're looking to rent this out to a family, but it is commercially zoned. Would you be willing to consider renting it to a boudoir business? But like that's kind of putting it out there, sure. right? So there's gonna be naked people in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like I, you know, this is like an older couple and I wanted to make sure that they they were comfortable and understood that I was really awesome and chill. So, <laughs> uh, so I explained everything that I was looking for and he was like, okay, let me talk to my partner, we'll get back to you. Well, they ended up renting that space out to someone else. But before I was able to come back into town to come see it and all of this. And I had this feeling of like, if this like this exact space is not my studio, I think this is on the path. Mm-hmm. I think these people are part of the this connection, connection and, somehow. Yeah, something. And so I said, okay, you rented out the space. That's fine. And he goes, well, but here's the thing. Across the street, we own another property. And it's a four bedroom house. I was like, thanks, oh, that's moon. mine. That's mine, thanks. The moon's like, wait for it. <laughs> have a moment <laughs> of patience. Breathe. And, you know, it's been a whirlwind. The space was much less ready to go than this other space was, but they have worked so hard. And the cool thing is, because the space was not all the way ready, it wasn't renovated, they have been able to renovate it to my specifications. So, painting the walls anew has been mm-hmm. in my studio color. And we ended up ripping up a bunch of carpet and discovering gorgeous hardwood floors underneath. And those are really beautiful. And it's a four bedroom house. And there's there's space to have events and workshops downstairs. There's amazing wall space where I can hang up my, my different wall art options. It's just wild. And I've gone back and looked at my list of everything that I requested, and I looked at my month-by-month plan that I had made for myself, and I quite literally got everything that I was looking for and did it on the exact timeline. I, I started moving in in September and have finished moving in in October, and I've already started working there. It's been it's been a major whirlwind, but it, it just it happened. Yeah. And I worked really hard, and yeah. I made connections, and yeah. I was persistent. But also, the moon.
1: Also, the moon. I think there's this, there's this like interlocking of all of these forces or things or connections or whatever we want to call it that happen that require us to lean in, that require us to take action, that require us to pay attention to things where we might not have paid attention. And so, whether it's like this magnetic nudge that like gets you there or whatever we want to call it, but I feel like oftentimes so many people kind of like, poo-poo off stuff like this because it's like, well, like you were either intentionally looking or like you, you seeked that specifically. But I feel like there's this energy that like makes your eyes open to the opportunities that yes, may have already existed. Like the moon didn't literally create a house, like build it from scratch for you. But like these divine connections that happen Those are like the goosebump worthy things. Well,
0: I think it's important to note that you didn't just like sit back and wait for the phone to ring or you didn't wait for someone to email you or for it to just just happen. Like you didn't stop looking, you didn't stop searching. And I think that's important in anything. If you're going to go after any sort of goal or attempt to manifest something in your life, the effort on your side has to match the effort you want back, I believe. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, even if it's, I mean, I know from my perspective, as much as I'm like all about putting those intentions out into the world, like I also have a faith aspect to it. And so, regardless of where you stand on that, for thousands of years, regardless of culture, people have said these things, they put them out there in some way, shape or form, regardless if they're praying, if they're doing a seance, if they're like rubbing (laughs) crystals, if they're, you know, talking to the lady moon, I've never heard the moon is a lady, but apparently she's a lady and she listens. Very, very feminine energy. (laughs) So regardless, yes, put it out there. But the matching quality from you is so much a requirement.
2: It's so important, and I mean I think that that shows up right in this example of finding mm-hmm. this studio space because, yeah, I found I saw this this house listed, and it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but there's there's places listed in the neighborhood group all the time there's mm-hmm. apartments there's houses there's rentals there's houses for sale, right. I took action and called the next day mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. prioritized that in fact, I like rearranged my plan so I would have time to call and spent an hour investing my time and energy into this relationship so that they could trust me.
1: And well, and you put down the best reference ever. So I I'm pretty sure I might have used that. Emily as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest phone call. Well, and here's another funny thing about connections or whatever. If anyone knows me at all, I have currently, let's see. 181 unread text messages, 64 voicemails. Okay. I do not answer my phone. I do not respond to people. That is a well known fact about me, especially if I don't know the number. I don't even answer my mom's call half the time, but like a stranger's number, I am just not going to pick up. I send you to voicemail and then I will never listen to your voicemail or call you back. Well, one day I'm sitting working in the dining room writing, and I see my phone ring, and it's a number that I don't recognize. It's in the middle of the day, and I answer it. And guess who it is? But the landlord for Kinsey's future studio space wanting to ask me if Kinsey a normal human being, and if I think that she should get this space. So that it's just this really weird, like, not that if I hadn't answered, you wouldn't have gotten it, but that it like helps speed up the process or it, whatever it, is needed to be done. Yes, it it's part of the story. The picture. I just think it's all just so natural. I'd like to
2: sidebar that the way she answered those questions is no, I'm definitely not normal. <laughs> and yes, I should definitely have the studio 100%.
1: space. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Which is
2: pretty spot on. You,
1: you were either painted as a, a serial killer Dexter style mm-hmm. or just like an an exhibitionist, I think. Like, there were, there's, it was one way or the other. Okay, well, I'm not those things, but he, he <laughs> dug either version of that. So it's all yeah. good. Yeah. It's been pretty wild.
0: Well, how has that tied into? I hear you got a reading for your birthday. So tell yeah. me a little bit about what that experience was like and what it has you thinking.
2: So it's been really neat. I actually did a, tarot reading in early October, so a few weeks ago. And at the end of the tarot reading, it was so, it was so powerful and so life-changing, some of the things that we talked about in there. And I'm happy to get into that a little bit. But we also, we at the end of the call, I was like, okay, so when do I call you back? Like, is this a monthly thing? Is this a three months, you know, whatever? And she's like, yeah, you can do about three months, but I also offer birth chart and transit chart readings. And she's like, that's what I super dig doing. So if you ever want to do that, if you have like, you know, a big question in your life or if you have a big occasion. And I was like, listen, my birthday is in like two and a half weeks. (laughs) We should probably get that scheduled. (laughs) And anyone who knows me knows that I'm very into birthday magic. September and October historically have been very transformative times for me. I think because I dig into myself so hard. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like definitely showing up for myself in these ways and creating space and time for tarot readings and everything and, and deep, wonderful conversations. It's all like a part of my birthday season.
1: Mm-hmm. And are you a Libra still? I'm a I'm Libra, but with very heavy Scorpio. Okay. Because you're. Influences. are you on the tail end of that?
2: I am. Okay. I actually, if I had been born within a minute or uh, she said within an hour or two later, I would be Scorpio. That's insane. And she's like, but that means that I am the strongest version of Libra I can be, but with also very strong Scorpio, which That's is exactly so, I how I it.
1: identify. I love feel it.
2: very... Conflicted. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) See, I feel the opposite, and so I'm born right on that cusp of Virgo Libra change, and I identify with so many Virgo aspects. But I'm I'm a Libra. That's where I am, and every person who I know and love is also a Libra, and so like Mm, that lines up. Everyone, it's hilarious. That lines up. Okay, sorry.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I did this. I did the tarot reading, and then I did the birth chart and transit chart readings, and. It was really interesting because the the tarot reading especially kind of shook me up. She literally, at the very beginning of the call, she said, what's your name, your birthday, and what's your current physical location? And that's all she knew going in. And instantly, she starts saying these things that are very specific to my situation. And like, especially what's taking up a lot of my Mm -hmm. brain space lately, I've been feeling kind of an evolution taking place in my business lately. And Mm -hmm. she instantly spoke to that. She didn't know I was an entrepreneur. And at one point she's like, I have to ask for some clarification because I'm getting really strong entrepreneur vibes from you. But I'm also getting that you're like a nurse, that you're like a nurse, but maybe, maybe it's more of like, like a body nurse, like you take care of women's bodies, but also their brains about their bodies. But I'm also getting that you're an entrepreneur. So are you an entrepreneur nurse? And I was like, uh, so this is weird. (laughs) It's like, well, I'm a boudoir photographer, but specifically the kind of boudoir that I do is not about looking really hot and sexy, which is like a super valid version of boudoir. It's just not what I do. My version of boudoir is like, Let's celebrate and own and learn the body that you have today and let's embrace it and let's find your power and dig into your strength. And she was like, well, that explains everything. She's like, you are a nurse for people's Mm -hmm. boudoir bodies. She's like, you take care of their bodies.
1: Well, and talk about what word did
2: she use to describe surgery? What did she say? So this was yesterday on the call. And she's like, so I need this in your
1: about page now. This is my new tagline. This does need to be. (laughs) She
2: called me an emotional surgeon. She said, she's like, you might have, she said that I'm, I'm restless, so I'm not going to be able to stay with exactly one thing for my entire life. She's like, that sounds kind of nice to you sometimes, but that's just not who you are. You are evolving and constantly changing. And she says, she's like, but here's the thing that I know. Your purpose on this earth is to work with women and to transform their lives and to help People feel like these things that are stigmatized or taboo or are scary or too out there for them, either bodies or sex stuff or mm-hmm. even emotions, like having heavy, intense emotions. I think that's kind of taboo in our mm-hmm. society. She's like, you allow people, you give them permission to let that stuff feel normal so they can start to heal. Mm. And she says, there's not many people you can trust with cutting open your body for surgery. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's how you are, but with emotions. You are an emotional surgeon. And she said, I don't know what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I don't know how long you're going to do photography or how long you're going to do other things. She's like, but you are not going to be able to get away from this. Mm -hmm. This is your life path. You are going to continue connecting with people and you know making making their people's lives better through the work that you do and it was it was really powerful yeah it was yeah. really
1: powerful yeah I think i I am super interested in getting something like that done for me and for us i would I would be very intrigued to see when two people who work in the same business like what kind of responses happen with that but I feel like more than anything and and Maybe because this is what I'm seeking and what I'm needing right now. So I feel like it shows up for me in this way, but... It doesn't matter necessarily how it's showing in your work today or what your actual job is or what that job is going to be in six months or six years or whatever. I think it's a very confident, reassuring thing for someone else to recognize that this is the role that you're going to play in the lives of others. What, however that looks, it doesn't really matter. You're going to make those decisions based on what you need and what your audience needs and what your life needs. But this is how you're always going to show up for people. And so I think that that, that personally would give me a good boost of letting things go of like, I can't... Explore this over here because I know it's still serving this purpose, or I can say no to this over here because I'm still serving that, you know, that inner monologue that I need to be providing for these people. And I love that.
0: Wanna learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I find the interesting part of it that without knowing you, she knows that you have a tendency to pick people apart, but not in the typical sense. Like in the t- the typical sense of picking people apart would just be like tearing them down and like all of these things. When Kinsey walks in the room and she sees you for the first time, be prepared. She is going to say something super personal about you within- And weird. And odd. Just very like, odd. Like the kinds of things she might say include- your belly button like your is ears. a really interesting shape. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. I've probably said that to someone before. <laughs> I like the way your one tooth hangs down lower than the rest of them. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I like, I, 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 those aren't exact examples, but like, that's how weird it would be. Just a very specific call out. And it, it
1: feels great. I've been on the receiving end of those very odd compliments. Yeah, because your <laughs> hips are really awesome. Time, time again from Kinsey. And it's just a, it's a funny, like, I don't know, it's this weird, like, and we could definitely get into a, like a praise Kinsey session here for <laughs> a second. But I want you to know how valuable those pieces of nuggets are for people because I feel like for just a second in time, some people are finally getting seen in a, oh, not just your hair looks great. That outfit looks great. Those are very like, you could get that compliment from someone at Target and those are great and those are needed often. But like when a very specific odd thing is called out like that, you finally feel even for just a moment that like, oh, someone actually saw me or saw my body and my presence or the thing that I'm bringing to this room right here today. And I don't think that that happens that often.
2: I definitely see the world very specifically Mm -hmm. and I, I have so much appreciation for the beauty in our world. And I think it's, I think it's a muscle though also. And I was talking about this with a recent client. She's like, so I I run this amazing Facebook group. We've got almost 5,000 women and femmes in there. Amazing. And what I'm really working on doing in this group is building a culture of compliments. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to model compliments (laughs) and also create space for people to practice their compliment game. And I think that that has a lot of neat effects on the community. We've got a really positive, uplifting environment in there, but it's also training that muscle in people so that you can practice giving kind of weird compliments Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. or very specific compliments that can actually change someone's day. And I think this is the sneaky part. Don't tell anyone. But if you get really good at doing it to other people, you start to be good at doing it to yourself. Yeah. And I've noticed that happening actually for myself. Like I, I feel very fortunate. I've, I've had pretty good body image over the years. I think par- probably partially just because I like appreciate bodies so much mm-hmm. that I'm like, cool, I have a body too. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have some, some different physical experiences that I've had to work on and had to learn that's really normal. That's human. Mm -hmm. But as I've photographed different clients and seen, oh, I really love the way that their belly hangs down and rests on the top of their thighs when they sit. That then when I see that in myself, Mm -hmm. I'm able to, you know, even if my gut reaction is like, oh, you know, then I can say, oh, wait, I really liked that on these seven people. That means I could start to like that on myself as well. It kind of gives me permission and I'm able to see things in a different way. So as my hips have changed after having a kid, for example, I'm able to look in the mirror and go, wow, Mm -hmm. what a cool angle it is from my waist into my hip. Or gosh, my stretch marks really go in an interesting pattern Mm -hmm. that
1: highlight this part of my body, you know? Yeah. So I think there's, there's a lot of power in it and it's well, worth practicing. And it's definitely worth practicing. I, I shared with Abby uh, about a month ago that I, I said, I think Kinsey's wearing off on me in a funny way. my, I don't know. I had started to feel really weird about social media for a minute and I'm not on there that often. And sometimes it makes me feel weird to check it and whatever. It started to kind of become this game of like, did anyone comment on this thing or did anyone do this? And so I kind of took a step back. And so I asked myself like, okay, Instead of just like scrolling endlessly, Instagram and the feed and whatever, I'm going to actually acknowledge what I'm seeing. And if I like the thing that I'm seeing, I'm going to say really nice words about it. And so I started doing you that. You like
0: see like- his <laughs> face
1: right now. <laughs> I am so happy. <laughs> so not it started out small. Like, guys, this is how ridiculous it is. It started out small where I was literally just hearting things. Because like, I'm the person who just scrolls. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. cute and don't do anything. Oh, that was nice, or don't do anything. She's so the one that annoys
0: scr- the hell out of you yes. when you're trying yes. to grow your Instagram following. <laughs> yes.
1: Like I don't ignore, I don't do anything. And so I went when I would see something and I would scroll past it, I would literally go find it again and scroll and just double tap. Like, so that's what I did for just a like couple of days or weeks. I just double tapped things that I actually liked seeing. Like, thank you for putting this content out here. My eyes liked it. I'm going to part it and, and show you kudos. And then I took it a step further and literally just started commenting of how like proud I was of people or how like amazing job this was or whatever. And it felt really good. It does. Like it, it, it feels really good. And so I don't now do like three to five every single day. Like I did it for a couple of weeks where I was like really, really adamant about it. But I at least think about it now. I at least think about my time on Instagram as like, how can I like, you know, fulfill someone else's whatever they might need today because it actually makes me feel really good. And then if I'm in a better mood, like it's just this domino effect of like all of these it other rubble. things. Well, yeah,
0: the interesting thing about that. So I haven't necessarily done that to other people's feed just because I've been having a hard time finding my people, if that makes any sense at all. So I've been trying to do almost the reverse and attract them to me by. Saying things that make people feel good. And so, like, I see you, I recognize you, like, step into your purpose and I see your potential. And like, using phrases like that in a way that it's, I'm not lying. Like, it's so true. Like, I see all these women every single day that are drastically underutilizing themselves. And I want them to be filled up because for so long, every time I went online, I felt worse when I left. And like, that sucks. Like, why can't we just create a culture where people feel better if they're being around other people? So
2: perhaps this culture of compliments that, right. that I'm working on building here. right? I right. think it's really important. And I've been seeing, I've started to see even new Group members who usually take a little bit of time to like hang out and mm-hmm. get used to the scene, I think, before. I mean, a lot of people do that, right? Like normal, but new members will jump in and we'll be in the middle of a compliment party. You know, I'll, I'll have shared three or four or five boudoir photos of someone's session and said, Hey, let's leave some major love for these people in the comments. And I will see. I love the little like new, new member. Hands. Yeah. Um, I love that icon because I will see. Half of the comments are from people who are brand Mm -hmm. spanking new in the group, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this is what we do here."
1: I'm I'm signing up.
2: Yeah, I'm in. I'm for it. it. And and I see it start, and I actually have started noticing it even when I don't say leave compliments Mm -hmm. for people in the comments. Like we'll do selfie threads, and people will go through and compliment the other selfies in the thread.
0: Well, Um, and I love that the selfies. And I'm not going to like reveal too much, but like. (laughs) They're often the kind of thing you would never show anyone. You would never
1: post. Yeah. That's the group where I feel safest to be like, truly, she asked me to take a picture of like whatever I'm seeing right now or wherever I'm sitting right now. I don't need to filter it. I don't need to go stand in better lighting. I'm just going to share it as is. And like, that's the only group I do that in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. True. Everywhere else is Snapchat (laughs)
2: filters. (laughs) I do bunny ears everywhere. And I actually specifically a lot of times say no Snapchat filters because I don't want you to hide yourself Mm -hmm. from us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or from yourself. Yeah. Really is what that is.
0: Oh, it's so so true. It's so about you. It has nothing to do. Like I get, this is a pet peeve of mine because I don't think people are ugly 99% of the time, but they will be like, oh. I'm so sorry, I'm sweaty, or I'm so sorry, I don't have makeup on or I'm so sorry, I look like X. I'm like, what? That is not what I saw at all. I saw that you worked hard, or I saw that you had a hard day or I saw whatever. Like, I see that in me, which is awful and something I'm working on. But like, for you, like, I don't see that in other people.
1: So that reminds me of something that I recently started. Well, this, I kind of started at the beginning of this year because I didn't realize how often I did this. And so I'm trying to catch and like reverse how I'm saying things. So instead of like apologizing for me, like, oh, so sorry, I'm late. Or, oh, sorry, it took me a couple days to respond. Or, oh, so sorry, whatever. You literally thank the person. And so I say, oh, thanks for your patience. Here's my response. Or Thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for waiting for me. Or like sometimes I cry at really ridiculous things. And I would do this even to my best friend of like, I'm sorry, I'm like a hot mess right now. I'm sorry, I'm crying. I literally, thank you for listening to me or like, thank you for whatever it thank is. Thank you for holding space for yes. me so that I can experience yes. these emotions
2: in a safe zone.
1: Yes. And so it was really awkward for me at first to say those because th- that other person literally doesn't care. Like they they don't care that I'm crying. They don't care that I'm apologizing for it, whatever. But it's literally more for me to not feel bad about crying or about taking seven days to respond to you or about whatever. I don't need to feel bad about that. I don't feel bad for the 170 unread text messages on my phone. I used to apologize for how I didn't respond to people, but I literally, get, I, I'm not going to change my behavior. And so if I'm not going to do that, then I'm not actually sorry. So that's kind of a lie. I don't want to lie to you anymore. I'm just don't respond. So thank you for waiting. Thank you for not getting a response. Like you're probably not going to get a response from me. Thank you for still liking me (laughs) is basically how I've reframed all of that.
2: I think it's really important to be aware of the words that you use because words have a lot of power. And that is about words that you use about yourself and words that you use about other people and words that you just put out into the world. They carry a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and you can do a lot of good with them, but you can also do a lot of harm. Yeah. And it's worth being aware of that so that that you can create a space for yourself that you really want, which actually ties so deeply into the manifesting and intention setting. Because I feel like that's another example of when you have to be very careful with the words that you use. Mm-hmm. When I was asking the moon for the studio, I, I was careful to really specify what I was looking for because that, that moon, she's tricky. Uh-huh. And if you're like, I want a new studio, well, she might find the perfect studio for me in New York city. Right. Right. And then I have to right, make a decision. Right. If that's a shift that I'm going right. to make in my life. Yep. That's why I got very clear about eight blocks away from, oh, well, I didn't say eight blocks. I said, I said walking Walkable. distance. Right. Right. 13
1: minute walk from my home. And she was like <laughs> and this is also great exercise for your body. So yep. here you go.
0: Yeah. So I would love to jump into talk strategy to me and if you could sum up in 3 to 5 action steps how can people like embrace their woo side a little more? Maybe embrace the beauty inside themselves and be more encouraged to be themselves.
2: So what I've what I've really been thinking about is as you are creating intention in your life, this kind of calls back to what we were talking about before, where you have to do the work paired with, the intention setting. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I think you really need to do is get really freaking clear about what you want, which is the hardest
1: part, but you have to do it. (laughs) It's
2: so hard, but you got to write it down. You got to tell people you got to imagine it. You got to live as if that thing is going to happen, put it into Um, words and let that start to exist inside of you, as well as on the outside of you. It needs to exist. The second thing is, and this gets into doing the work, you got to set your goals Mm -hmm. and your goals need to be aligned with your intentions. It's not going to do you any good if you're like, this is what I intend. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. But my goals are this, this, and this, and Uh they have nothing to do with each other. So if you want a new thing to come to you in five years, and your one-year goals better be taking action steps to get towards that. Your quarter one goals better be taking action steps to get towards that. You need to be creating space for this thing in your goal setting, mm. in your planning, or else it cannot exist, which ties into my third point, which is make space for this thing that you want to exist. For the love. Save up money yeah. so that you're ready to jump on this thing when it comes to you clear your calendar so that you have time to take on this new adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, make your to-do list, create your Trello boards, pin some images, like start to get really visually clear, do the work, but create space for it to exist. It's like what
1: I'm doing right now. We want to sell our house where there's not one at all for us to buy. The house is not ready. We were sitting a week ago on like crowded closets and crowded rooms and like messy spaces. I'm like, let me get it ready to sell, even if we're not ready to actually list it today. So I can just not have to think about it in this like, oh, I still have all of this to do just to even sell it. We can slowly get there and be ready for that. When the house comes up, you can show your home on the next yep. day. Yep. 100%. Right? And then
2: number four, work really hard. Yes. <laughs> Make your <laughs> shit happen. Yes. Do it. Do the work. Yes call the right people, connect with the right people, show up for yourself, show up for other people, do the work. Yes. And number five is dream big and have fun with it. Please. It's fun. It's fun to dream about these things that are exciting and new and full of potential. It's really, it's exciting if you let it be. And I think if you have that fun and that excitement in with it, that's going to be kind of an accelerator for these dreams being able to happen. Yep. So create some
1: space for it. Work really hard and dream really big. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Absolutely. Where can people hang out with you online? So if you are
2: a woman or a femme, you are more than welcome and invited to come join me in the empowerment studio, which is my Facebook group. The link for it is is slash community. So come hang out with me in there. If you are not a woman or a femme, or if you are and you just want to hang out with me in some more spaces, I'm also over on Instagram at Empowerment Photographer. And also, you know, my website is (laughs) EmpowermentPhotographer.com. Basically Empowerment Photographer. That's uh, all the places.
1: She's local here in Kansas City to us. And so if anyone's in the Midwest or Kansas City specifically, definitely pay attention because since this new studio space is in existence, I know... Some in-person things might be happening soon. Some amazing workshops might be happening soon. We might get to do something there soon. Like so many things. Oh, I love Uh, that idea. Right. Oh, we're definitely just going to like tag that on to the end of this. (laughs) So definitely be paying attention. Be following Kinsey and make sure that you're, you know, seeing what's happening in the Kansas City creative space because it's incredible. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of this. Thank you Um, so much for having me. Yes, it's been such a pleasure.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op